So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Allow me to introduce my next guest. Is the district director of the U.S. Small Business Administration off Houston District Office. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Tim Jeffcoat. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. Because uh, I know today was an ugly day in the city of Houston today. Boy, I, I'm, I'm really blessed that you guys were able to come in here because it was storming early this morning. But it's beautiful now. It's beautiful now. Uh, as we can look at my back view, now they got the mini blinds out the way. <laughs> What is the Small Business Administration? Let's start off right there. Small Business Administration. So we're part of the federal government. My boss, Linda McDonald, works for the president. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're a federal agency, and our job is to help Americans start and grow your small businesses, whatever that takes. Is there a fee for that? Nope. If you come into office, you don't, for your services, and what is your service? Yeah, so I like to joke and say as long as you paid your taxes, everything's paid for. But we're completely paid for by the federal government, by, by taxpayer dollars. Um, we do fundamentally four things at a really high level. We help you find the money that you need to start or grow your small business. Listen we help you find the counselors and mentors that you need to help you start and grow your small business. Listen that. We can help you grow directly. My, you can work directly with my team over a nine-year period. They'll help you grow via special access to doing business with the federal government. Federal government buys more of everything than anyone. And then the last thing we don't really like to talk about, but uh, if there's a disaster and it affects your business, then the SBA has special programs to help you get back on your feet. So we call those our four C's, capital, counseling, contracting, and crisis. Now, let me tell you how I started my business. I was a funny guy. I went to Ramada Inn. It was a stand-up comedy club. Went to Ramada Inn, told the owner of the hotel, the manager hotel, you take the bar, I take the door. He said, that's a deal. That, that's what I did. Told, my, told all my relatives, I give you $20 each, you work <laughs> the door, and take the money. That's how I started my business. Just on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, it was packed. Then I moved to another location on Main Street, the rules kind of changed, but I still didn't go anywhere. And so I went down to, on the Southwest Freeway, mm-hmm. to the Small Business Administrator mm-hmm. office, Administration Office. And this is what I discovered when I went down there. Friendly people. But also I discovered that if I wanted to open a nightclub and say it was 3,000 square feet, they could tell me exactly what my potential insurance costs would be, what my chairs would cost, my glass would, glasses would cost. They could give me an estimate of what my 
what my expenses would be, also what my profit level would be. Yes. That's what I got for free. And I, I want to make sure you guys understand that that's important that you understand, you get that service and make sure it happens for you because if I didn't go down there, then I'd be opening a club. And, I, and, and, and here's the sad part about it. I still didn't utilize them because I didn't, I didn't, set, up, I didn't set up my, uh, my, my, my taxes mm-hmm. so I can pay for the taxes. I was told you guys earlier that I didn't know you had, when, you, when you sold a ticket, there's a tax on that ticket. That I had to pay. Yep. I didn't know that. You know, when I when, when I did liquor, same thing with liquor. There's a tax on liquor. There's a tax on food. You know, so all these taxes I wasn't aware about because I only partially used the services. When they told me that, I ran out. I thought I knew it all. Well, you know, you look at it a different way. Uh, SBA, we don't charge for our services. <clears throat> Think of it a different way. Mm-hmm. You've already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So come see us. Why, why not use our services? We, we, we can help you. So what's the number one mistake if you say that young, young entrepreneurs make? Um, you know, there's probably a few that are at the top of the list. One of those, um, uh, Big Six Barbecue. He's, where are you? He's here. Yeah. Okay. He's going to serve food for the masses. All right. Well, <laughs> he said, plan your work, then work your plan. Absolutely. You've got to have a plan first. You were successful, and I'm glad you were. But if you have that great idea of something you want to do, or if you have a business and you have some great ideas on how to grow it, it is well worth your time to just stop for a second and connect with one of our roughly 250 people in the Houston district, that's Houston and the surrounding 32 counties, that are available to sit down with you one-on-one and help you with whatever your idea is. So just last Friday... I was uh, helping teach what's called a crowdfunding workshop, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, a, a way to get money. And, uh, just explain it to everybody. Okay, crowdfunding, this was what's called donation crowdfunding. And the idea here is that if you can get uh, through social media, get people on the Internet, 10 bucks at a time, to donate money to you to help out your business, then there's no particular limit to how much money you can get. It's not just free money. You, you've got an obligation for that. But... In any event, I was teaching that crowdfunding workshop, and one of the gentlemen there was really, really ready to start his business. He was very ready, very excited. I told him the same thing. Just give it 30 days, Mm -hmm. connect with one of the counselors. There were some right there that were just super, super, very experienced people. These tend to be, the ones I was with last Friday were folks that have started a business, sold it, bought it back, grew it again, sold it, started another one, and now they're retired. Mm -hmm. And they're using that experience to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's completely free. Um, so he didn't really like the answer that I really think you should wait 30 days and let somebody else look at what you're doing and give you feedback. But he agreed that it was a wise course because you've got to plan your work mm-hmm. and then work your plan. So I also want to let, because we have, this, this show is broadcast throughout the country. Yes, sir. Please let people know that Small Business Administration, the administrative offices are everywhere. Yeah, we've got 68 of them. Texas is so big, we've got six in Texas. But generally, you have one in every state, generally whatever the largest city is. Uh, some states like Texas have more than one. Florida has two. I think California has six or seven. Uh, but they're very large states. Uh, and we have a few that aren't uh, technically in the United States. They're in U.S. territories. So there's one in Puerto Rico. There's one in Guam. So pretty much everywhere the U.S. is, there is an SBA district office there to help you out. So you backstage, we was talking. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, you're talking about the business development plan. Yes, sir. I had never heard that in my life. Mm -hmm. And it, when you started talking about it, it was like, wow, this is something that everybody needs to know about. Explain that a little bit. All right. In, in a nutshell. And this is available in any. That's correct. Throughout the country. Everywhere. If you are a business that's been around for a couple of years and you have had some success and you're ready to grow, then if you meet basically two high-level criteria, you need to be someone that doesn't have the same advantage as everyone else. So that's frequently what you would class as a minority or could be someone that is just outside of the mainstream of, of U.S. business life. So not too long ago, there was a business approved for this program that is owned by a lesbian. So outside of the mainstream of normal business. And then the second is you have to be what we call economically disadvantaged, which means you have to have a net worth of less than $250,000 when you leave out the value of your home and your business. So said another way, that's almost like you have to have $250,000 laying around. So I know I would qualify. <laughs> yeah. I work for the federal government. So. So if you meet that criteria, then you could be admitted to this program. It's by admission. It's by application. When you get into the program, you connect with somebody on my staff, and they work with you directly over nine years. As I said, the federal government buys more of everything than anyone. Last year, it was about a half a trillion dollars worth of stuff, from cupcakes to jet fighters to scalpels to janitorial services. Um, we have some firms here in Houston that have done extraordinarily well. Uh, a firm that was actually on this radio station last Friday, she did over $150 million in contracts over her nine years, went from just a handful of employees to about 250, and she's in five locations. Now, she also never sleeps. She's highly motivated. Um, she's a very bright lady. But if you have that kind of work ethic, then we can help you with the tools that let you earn $150 million in contracts in those nine years. It's called the 8A. Let the number eight, the letter A. Just, let me ask you this. Like, you, you see, you heard about Big Six Barbecue. Yes. And you heard about Hair 911. Yes. Do they qualify? Um, I don't remember how long Hair 911 has been in business. She said nine years. Oh, okay. Probably. Mm -hmm. And so does Big Six. And the government buys barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I'm not sure how much, but I can tell you how to find but, that but, out. But so, so the reason I wanted to bring that up because... Mm -hmm. We're not talking about businesses that just, just, just starting out. No. We're talking about businesses that are already established, out right. there trying to right. learn their trade, right. to come in. How do they come into your, how do they come into the SBA office and they, what do they bring? What do, who do they talk to? Well, you know, the first thing that you want to do is if you just Google SBA Houston, you'll see our website. You want to go there in the bottom right corner, there's a little link you want to hit to sign up for our information. Mm -hmm. We send out a lot of information because we do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, two weeks ago, I know we had 16 events in one week. Um, and all of those are for you as small business people to help you learn more, to help you grow, to help you find the resources you need to be successful. Um, you'll know about them by signing up at that link. Right. When you do that, you'll also learn about what we call our resource partners. If you ever haven't heard of them, the University of Houston Small Business Development Centers. Okay, so we grant money to help them exist. They're kind of an extension of the SBA. Um, you can Google them. You can connect right on their website, click a button, and become a client. There's no charge. This is entirely free. The same with an organization called SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. 
They've got about 150 people here in Houston that volunteer their time specifically to work with small businesses and help you grow. Same thing, Google score Houston. Mm -hmm. They should be the first hit. Mm -hmm. When you go there, you can either phone them or click the link to become a client. It's very, very simple. If you know how to use Google, then you know how to find us. So now the next question when people say, this sounds so good to be true. Does the government take a percentage of your business, or is it profit sharing when they invest in your business? How does this work? You know, I wish I could take a share. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, there is no charge. The counselors from SCORE and from SBDC, and I I neglected to add, from the Women's Business Center. We have a Women's Business Center here in Houston as well. They also take male clients, but something like 92% of their clients are women. Um, They are completely free. Now, they do also offer training classes. Mm -hmm. So the SBDC, for instance, might offer a class in uh, leveraging social media to grow your sales. That's something that they do frequently. Now, there is a fee for those. It's generally 20, 30, 40 bucks to pay for materials and for lunch. But when you go there, you've got lunch, you've got refreshments, et cetera. Um, So that's to reimburse them for that. But we grant money to them so that they can have the people and the facilities Mm -hmm. to offer those things for free. And they've got... 15 or 16 locations. Do you guys assist people in, in uh, understanding the value of social media and marketing? Absolutely. And how does that work? Well, SBA, my staff, I've only got 14 people to cover almost 8 million people right. in 32 counties. Mm-hmm. So my 14 people focus on making sure that the SBDC and SCORE and the Women's Business Center have the resources they need. They do a lot of the direct work with the clients, with the small businesses. And they have those classes. They know experts in the field. Mm-hmm. They either through their own staff that are experts in those area or through other entities that they know, they'll put together classes as well as counseling, including those folks. Cool. Uh, they told me i got to go to break. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll do a Q&A from the audience, uh, some phone calls from outside as well. You can ask him a question. He just told me something that was, to me, wow. If you're in business, he can still help you. And I think that that's important for you to hear. You're not out there by yourself. Stop struggling by yourself. Pick up the phone. Go down, you know, right down the freeway. If you're in another city, stop struggling by yourself. And that's what this program will let you know that there's help all over this country if you're trying to be successful in the in the entrepreneurial space. And so we'll be right back. We'll be taking Q and A's. It's called question and answer. So my girl Jaylee Mack will be handling the mic. Money making conversation. Be right back. I'm your host, Sean McDonald. Thank you guys for tuning in on Facebook as well as listening on KYND 1520. This is a show, special live audience, about small entrepreneurship. That's a big word. It's about giving you opportunity and information to uh, be successful in the field that you're maybe curious in, curious about getting in or already in. And also to let you know that there's a lot of help out there for you. And I've been, today I've been trying to give you examples of people who, who have stepped out some stepped out on faith, made mistakes, came back, stepped out again on faith, made some mistakes. Finally, they did what they needed to do. And my first question before we go into Q&A is to ask, Tim, what is a business plan and why it's so important that people need to have a business plan? Okay. Well, just like you heard from Big Six Barbecue, you have to have a plan and then work the plan. So that's what the business plan is. <clears throat> some people, when they think of a business plan, they think of this big thing, 250 pages long on a binder with a bunch of tabs, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, a business plan is a living document. You change it from time to time mm-hmm. that says what you're going to sell, why it matters, who's going to buy it, what you're going to charge for it, 
and what revenues you mm-hmm. think you're going to earn from it, mm-hmm. as well as what kind of people and procedures do you need to right. deliver that product to the market? What does it cost? I talked about SCORE, and I talked about SBDC, and I talked about Women's Business Center. Give them a call. They will sit down with you and coach you through writing a business plan for your business. Right down there. They'll help you out. They certainly will. They certainly will. In fact, with the SCORE folks, um, frequently it's at a location. But if where you live, they don't have an office near there, they probably have a SCORE mentor in your area. Mm -hmm. And they meet at coffee shops and Starbucks and Cafe Express and Panera Bread and places like that. And the the thing that you said earlier, like when you told that gentleman to hold off for 30 days. Yes. People don't want to hear the word hold off or do it right. They just want to do it. Sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a major mistake. Sometimes. You know, um, one of the things when I first started working with the SBA, I was shocked to find out that our uh, folks at SCORE and SBDC and WBC, when they're counseling people, sometimes the counseling is you shouldn't start a business. You should start a business. Should not. Oh, yes. Not everybody is well-suited to run your own business. Mm-hmm. And they're experts at being able to understand whether you have that spirit, like Denise Navarro that I mentioned earlier that did the $150 million in contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, she has that spirit. Other people need a different kind of an environment. Right. And they're pretty good at, fi- at finding that. They just that. want to do a business, but they don't have the, uh, the planning or the mentality right. to pursue that. Right. They grind. It's a grind. And look, That's right. It's a grind. That's and right. And so all days you're not going to sell barbecue. Or, or sell hair, and now how do you emotionally come back from that day? And that's why that's that's what these stories are all about. Because of the fact that I can tell you, some days in my journey to be here, um, when I was doing stand-up comedy, I was in cities around this country where I was in motels with no names, and um, and I didn't know if it was a future. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. All I was driven by was a passion that I was going to be successful, and I couldn't go back because you know. Look, look at my story. I have a degree in mathematics. I work for IBM. IBM didn't fire me. I resigned from IBM. I resigned as one of their best employees. So I could always have that mindset, well, if this comedy don't work out, I could always go back to IBM. You can't do that. If you put together in motion the action that this is what you want to do for your life, then you do it. But see, a lot of people, they put it in motion, but then they want it to happen like that. Or they want it to happen with... You know, look here, I, I've been praying for 10 years. <laughs> God owed me. I tied at the church. I'm the deacon. My daughters got married at that church. They owe me. It don't work like that. It's a business. And everybody who buy your food don't go to church with you. Or buy your hair. Or shop at your location. It's about understanding your dream. And when you get out there, I'm going to tell you something. When I got out there to tell people when I was leaving IBM, everybody told me I was a fool. You're going to go, okay. My mama looked at me. My mama said, okay, okay, son. You're going to leave IBM and you're going to tell jokes. She went, to who? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I couldn't answer that question. I didn't know who it was. You know, because it's not like, you know, you know, comedy clubs aren't like McDonald's. You just go in there and get you a Big Mac. You know, you got to go in there and sell yourself, convince yourself that you're funny, and maybe they'll book you. And so when I was based in Houston, Texas, it wasn't a hub of stand-up comedy. So my first gig was Virginia Beach, Virginia. I had to drive from Houston, Texas to Virginia Beach, Virginia was my very first gig. And I just hit the road and hit the road. And I'm going to tell you sometimes, 
I went from one road, one gig to the next gig just to put gas and food in my stomach. <laughs> but guess what? That wasn't fun. But that, those stories are what make me sit up in front of you today and say it can happen. Don't let those bad times. And you know, I joke about people who, 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 who want to just pray all the time because I pray all the time. But I also know that I had to get up. I'm telling you something. It's sometimes I've gotten up and I've had tears in my eyes. I landed at 5.30 this morning, y'all. I've been up all night. I, my flight was canceled in Portland, Oregon. I had to get on Alaska Airlines. Then get on the red eye in Los Angeles to get here and land at 5.30 in a rainstorm in Houston, Texas. But I'm here. Not complaining, just letting you know my story. Not trying to make it like I'm, I'm somebody special. I'm just letting you know that's the grind you got to do. I couldn't call y'all and go, I'm tired. We're going to tell them next week, next week, Memorial Day Monday, I'll be here next week. You can't do that because there may not be a next week. It's about being consistent. So if you're tired about opening your business on that Monday because, you know, you had a fight with your boyfriend or your kid's been bad all day, or guess what, you, you, every Monday, you know, you get mad because the business ain't right on Monday, well, get your business plan to club it. Maybe you shouldn't be open on Monday. Maybe that's your plan day, so you can be successful mm. on Tuesday. That's right. Not all businesses open. Look at look at Chick Fil A. They ain't ever open on Sundays. Be packed. They do okay. Packed. People say, "Man, they ain't gonna make it." They be at the airport closed. <laughs> <laughs> People tell me walking by Chick Fil A. It ain't open. <laughs> I'm at the airport on Sunday. It ain't open. It's crazy. Apple said, come on in here. We know how y'all do business. That's how y'all do business. You're not going to be open on Sunday, but guess what? We want your business. So we're going to let you close on Sunday. Guess what? Those other six days that you open, people standing in line to get your food. And that's what you do when you brand and market. So we have some people here with some questions that I yes. want to get answered before we uh, let Mr. Tim go. Because uh, we already talked about it. He's, talk he's going to be a regular part. Not him, but his SBA is going to be a regular part of the show, and I'm excited that he's seeing the value because you guys are showing up. Absolutely. And we're pleased to be here. A lot of great information is being shared, and our audience is very excited to get some questions in. So our first question comes from Ms. Kim Green. Hello, Mr. Jeffco. Hi, Kim. Hello, Ms. McDonald. Um, I wanted to know, what would be your first bit of advice for a nonprofit? Because I know you, when people hear nonprofit, they think there's no profit to be made. <laughs> but what would your first advice be for My first question usually is, why is it a nonprofit? Because many times people, through the goodness of their heart, want to start a business to help others, mm -hmm. and they think that means it should be a nonprofit. It doesn't, those, don't, those don't directly correlate. So it's entirely possible that can be a for-profit business. Um, somebody has to pay you. You have to have a revenue stream for that entity to survive and to prosper. So, um, make a very f long story, make it very short. There's a lady, lady named Anita Roddick. She started a company called Body Shop. Mm -hmm. And they're all over the world. She wanted to make sure that laboratories didn't test products on animals. Mm -hmm. Rather than start a nonprofit for that, she started a company that has products that are not tested on animals. She's become a multimillionaire and in the process perfected techniques for testing products without using animals to make sure they're safe on humans. So she achieved multiple things by having a for-profit business, not the least of which she's left an incredible legacy for her family, mm -hmm. a multi-million dollar enterprise. Mm -hmm. 
So that would be my first question is, does it have to be a nonprofit? Sure. I mean, let me just respond to it, because I get a lot of questions about people starting nonprofits, because they want to know about sponsors and advertising. Right. Not all companies have your dream. You know, and so, so, you, so know that, first of all. And also, when they invest in you, what's their return on investment? And also, who are you reaching? Like, you can start a nonprofit, and, and if you're just reaching 20 people, they're not going to invest. You reach 200 people, they may not invest. So, so know that, and I, I get that all the time. People get mad at companies. I went over this company. They don't want to. Hey, 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 who are you? You and your 30 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who are you just going go in there and just buy a shelf out and leave? No. So you have to have a plan. You have to say who you're reaching, why you're reaching, impacting, and also they want to help, but they also want to help their brand. Exactly right. And so their brand is important to them. So if you're reaching 1,000 people at this gala or you're reaching 10,000 people or if your program is educating young people and you can track them. So, you know, you know like instance, this weekend I had two young men, that one graduated from Morehouse College and one graduated from SMU this weekend who I've been mentoring over the years, four years, of paying their education, paying their needed laptop and all that. That's a, that's, that's a track record. I'm not asking anybody for any money, but I'm talking about that's how you have to do. Now, if I went to a sponsor, I got two people just graduated. They ain't going to give me no money because that's not enough. I'm not reaching enough. So when you go out there and you start these nonprofits, it has to be on who all you're trying to reach. And then also do research on the various companies because a lot of them already have their foundation. Mm-hmm. They already have their plan where they're going to give you money. And so they're not going to give you your money for whether it's a domestic violence or a single mom or any program that you have out there for for kids or adults or animals, if that doesn't fit their footprint. Okay? Cool. Next question is from Ms. Eleanor Green. I'm sorry, Eleanor Curry. Good, um, good afternoon. I am a small Hi, business attorney, and I often run into people starting a business and looking for funding sources. The SBA is a great source, but often they're ill-prepared right. for the process because it is a process when sure. you get SBA funding. So what advice would you give to those individuals? Absolute number one, become a client of SCORE, SBDC, or WBT that I've been talking about. They're really good at helping you organize your business plan and your financials so that you can communicate it to a lender, which may not be a bank, um, in the language they want to see it and with the information they want to learn. They're really good at it. And in many cases, uh, let's say for the sake of argument, you wanted to open a franchise. Not every bank, not every lender likes to do franchise lending. They'll know that, and they may be able to say, hey, here are these five companies that you should consider talking to because they like doing franchises, and they especially like daycare franchises, and that's what you want to do. And I thought of daycare franchise because our number two lender here does an awful lot of daycare franchise loans. That would be my, my recommendation right there. Don't try to do it yourself. You've got folks that, that are good at it and they'll help you for free. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Small Business Administration, District, Deputy District, District, District Director, District Representative, please give a round of applause for Tim Jeffcoat. Thank you. 
you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. 